1: Welcome to the Fuck It Up Comedy Club Podcast. I'm your host, Kima Bob, and you are tuned in to an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who aren't cis men. It's an opportunity to hear dope stand-up from lovely comedians and get to know them a little bit better. On today's episode, we have stand-up from Charlie George, Ola Labib, and Sophie Duker, plus a little something-something from myself. And since this is a celebration, I asked the girls to each share a moment when they felt fucking incredible get it it's a little pun fuck 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 it fuck it up fucking anyway let's kick it off with quite an intimate uh example uh, from me i've been trying to not consume porn because i'm just like i i feel like every time do you know like post-nut clarity <laughs> Well, like, you come and then you realize what the fuck you're looking at. Uh, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, am I ruining my life? Uh, and so I, at one point, was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just, like, I'll, I'll imagine sexy stuff instead, and that would be better because I'm not taking in that. But then it was worse because I, then I became the producer. <laughs> Like, now I'm now I'm the porn studio. Do so you know what I mean? It's
2: You're not so ethical.
1: I, not really. And, <laughs> and um, so then I started trying to, like, wank with, like, just the sensation uh, to just focus on that, like, tantric vibes, pure baby. And uh, last week I managed to come three times um, without thinking about anything but the sweet, sweet wand on my clitoris, and I was like, Damn, Kima, you're fucking incredible. Okay, wow. Thank you. I'm running for president. If anyone wants to vote for me to be the president. Um, yeah. What about you guys?
3: Time recently when I was incredible, I mentioned, I think, in my set that I had a boyfriend. I don't anymore. A bit of context of yeah, my boyfriend. cut him off. <laughs> cut him out. Uh, he was, um, fun fact, white passing. Um, and if you don't know what white passing means, it's a term for someone who has privilege but wants funding um (laughs) he's he's great and we're still friends we're very close we're still friends and i was meeting his new girlfriend on his birthday because of his decisions um and i I was gonna meet his new girlfriend i was like all i have to do is be friendly and hot i just have to be friendly and hot i was listening to like flow millie baby i was like i am healthy i am wealthy i am rich i I am that that bitch Uh, I walked into the pub and I like went to the bar, saw him, was like happy birthday and I was like, I'm going to go over and be like, hello, my name is Sophie. As I walked over and said, hello, my name is Sophie, one of his friends grabbed me by the arm, turned me around, pulled me out of the conversation with his new girlfriend and went, oh my God, Sophie, you're doing so well. And I was like, this is incredible. Jesus Christ. I couldn't, I couldn't pay someone to do that as a more perfect that's moment. That's so great. I was like with like generosity of spirit. And I was like, no, bitch. <laughs>
1: I've been I'm in love of everything you do. And tonight you look so good. Like, yes, you should have paid me. It was weird. I was waiting to do it. And then that person did it first. Said, I didn't have to.
4: That's
1: so magic. I always
4: bump into an ex when I'm like running or crying. Like that's so good. <laughs> I mean,
3: they'll think you're, um, you know, maybe an Olympian.
4: Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, She's just in
3: my head because she came yeah, and out. And then I do a out shit out like
0: Sally Gunnell, and then they're like, what? <laughs> Incredible. Um, so, five... 2015, I was dating a guy, really, really brag. liked him. Sorry. <laughs> oh, there's nothing to brag about. Um, but uh, so I was with him, got really serious, told my parents about him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera and um, because of previous relationships I wanted him to meet my friends before he met my family he, and Lisa you know about this um, he ended up um, meeting uh, my friends one of my friends is the most beautiful beautiful girl cut a very long story short he cut me off started sliding into her DMs so fun yep. Sli- slid into her DMs nine months later they got married I was bridesmaid Ooh. so fun Yep.
1: Um. What has everyone lived a movie? Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is this Lifetime? I'm here for it. So, <laughs> they, so, like, he never... I swear to God, they were married for five years, then they got divorced. They got divorced two fucking days before my wedding. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. But this guy never spoke to me. I'd hang out with my mate, everything. He never spoke to me. Swear on my life, the next time I saw him was when I was fucking on stage at the O2. Yeah! <laughs> he must have kept my number, but as soon as I got off stage, I get a message from him. Imagine Classic. six fucking years later Classic. saying, Ola, um, there's a girl who has the same name as you that looks like you. Because wow. at that point I wasn't doing comedy. He was like, was that you? And I sent him a selfie doing this. <laughs> I love
1: that. And that felt incredible. Oh, my God. Oh, so many wins. Charlie, you don't have to have performed at the O2 to contribute. That wasn't a
0: peg, I swear down,
4: that wasn't a peg. <laughs> Thank God, because I feel like
1: I've turned this whole thing into poo chat with my anxiety. I don't, <laughs> I don't
4: know that I have such an intense one. I do have a, like, because you've spoken about love stuff, I might talk about that a little bit after I say this one, because mine is a more sort of like... I was diagnosed with autism uh, spectrum condition. Thank knowing you, knowing what's going on. Um, and knowing what's going on, which is really great to find out uh, later in life that you think you've been communicating effectively your whole life and you haven't. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of explains why I've opened conversations with, what's your exact salary? LAUGHTER uh-huh. <laughs> um, but like I had quite a hard lockdown and I was like really, really isolated for a while and I was doing that walking and shuffling about and I was having a hard time and I discovered this thing. I basically found someone who was always happy to see you and it's not mm. who you think and, and I think this, like, basically, you know, like how the internet's like a bin fire. Like, I find it really hard to be online and all of that kind of stuff. But basically, I was doing one of my shuffles about and walks, and I was really isolated during that time. And I decided to set my Google Maps to like three minutes from where I was, and I like strutted towards it. And then when I got there, the little voice on Google says, "You have arrived," and I was like, "Yeah, I have." <laughs> and like maybe i don't have these successes yet but i was like and and i've had quite an awful time recently but i was like but in some way i have arrived and i've started yeah. doing it like in different rooms that i walk into and, yeah. and
1: i'm like yeah i'm fucking here yeah Having a good night so far. Great. Well it's about to get better because you're at a comedy show, baby. Uh, welcome to the fuck it up comedy club. It is an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men. Phenomenal. It's simple, it's elegant, it's beautiful, it's brilliant. Uh, I'm your host, Kima Bob, uh, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys tonight. I'm so happy to be back. Uh, If you don't know about Fuck It Up, a.k.a. the Films of Colour Comedy Club, it started in 2018 in a queer bar in Camden called Her Upstairs. Um, Was anyone there? I'm going to fucking cry. Uh, (laughs) So we've been going since then, took a little break because of the pandemic. Do you remember? Do you recall that little incident? It was kind of worldwide, but it felt like it was only happening to me. Uh, (laughs) So we took a little break um, and I knew that once everything was settling down, I wanted to bring it back, but I wanted to bring it back bigger than before. I wanted to bring it back in a way that people who couldn't come to the live shows would be able to enjoy it. So tonight you are here at the very first ever Fuck It Up podcast recording! Oh, I am so pumped about it. If you've never been to Fuck It Up before, if you don't know who I am and why I'm talking to you, again, Kima Bob, is Bob my real last name? Yes. Some people think not. Uh, occasionally, a well-meaning white lady will say to me, Oh, that's an interesting last name. Where is it from? Uh, to which I will reply, Slavery, bitch. <laughs> yeah, very fun. Very exciting. Uh, I'm a queer young lady. I identify as pansexual. <gasps> Small, wood. The rest of you homophobic. Fine. <laughs> Doing Pride Month? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and that's how you want to be? On the wrong side of history? Okay. Uh, I identify as pansexual, and my hair identifies as lgbt Thank, Thank you. For those of you listening at home, I did a, like, hair flip, and it was very Beyonce-like. <laughs> I can lie to them, they can't see. <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, like, for me, being pansexual means the same thing as being bisexual, except I get more street cred, because old white people don't know what it means. <laughs> And they just think it's kind of an exotic strain of gay. It's fun. But I feel like um, being like a bi person, a pan person, you never really get the respect that you deserve, you know? Like straight guys everywhere just treating bi women like they're the perfect ingredient for a threesome. It's not right. Just walking around like, oh, God. Because that's how they walk. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my relationship, my relationship is going so badly. Oh, my sex life is in the gutter, what do I do? Oh, uh, be a better listener? No, that's not it. That's not it, no, that's not the solution. Uh, Should I be more generous in the bedroom? No, that's not it. Maybe if I add a third person. Maybe if I sprinkle a bit of Carol on my failed marriage, she'll spice that shit up. I just wanna say that as Carol, uh, if you invite me into your broken home, I will be a problem, not a solution. Okay? I can assure you of that. Yeah, yeah. I won't heal your marriage, but I will take your wife. So, should be careful. I love it. I love this country. I love being here. I've been here like six years. I'm having a great time. It's fun. So cute. You guys use such big words, which are tough for me as a simple little American girl. Um, You know, we just, we don't, we don't get big up in the syllables. Like, there are so many words I didn't know before I came here. Um, Like, one of them was austerity. (laughs) I had never heard that before. And when I heard the word for the first time, I thought to myself, oh, my God. Austerity. That... Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Will I be able to have austerity too? Like, austerity sounds like something people do on a night out in, like, Bridgerton, you know? Come to my manor for an evening of austerity. I found out what it means. Turns out you can't avoid it. I've had some. You've had some. You get an austerity. You get an austerity. You get an austerity. It's wild. Another big word for me, huge. No idea what it meant when I heard it. it was referendum? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I didn't know what a referendum could do because I didn't know what a referendum was. Do you know what I mean? And judging by the decision that you guys made as a nation, it feels like you didn't know either. <laughs> and that's okay because we can, we can learn together. Yeah, it's mad. Another vocab word for me that I still don't get if I'm being 100% honest... Um, is commonwealth? <laughs> Do you get it? No. Because like, is the wealth common in the commonwealth? It seems like the wealth used to be more common, but then somebody went and grabbed it like a cheeky little reverse Santa, which is fun. It's weird to me, the, the, the commonwealth thing and the, the fact that like the British went and like colonized all those places. Um, You know, they put people in slavery and made money off of their labor and still have the nerve to have poverty within their own borders. (laughs) Oh, it's embarrassing. It just feels like somebody, like, fumbled the bag, you know? It feels like the account was mismanaged. It's so sad. It gets me. And I don't know why, like, white British people aren't more mad about it, to be honest. Because, like... You get a bad reputation, all this white guilt, and you don't even get the money. I'd be so mad. Like, I'd be upset because we know who has the money. It's the Castle family. It's the lizards with the jewels in the tower. And I don't know why you're not more upset that they're spending white guilt money on pedophilia. Or is it... Is it pedophilia is how you say it? I just want to respect your culture. Uh, Okay, so, are you ready for some comedy? Great. Uh, The first comic I'm gonna bring to the stage is absolutely incredible. Um, She has her own style, and it might sound like everyone does, but I don't really know a lot of people that perform like Charlie George. So let's start with some applause right there. You can do it too if you want. Don't worry about it, eventually everyone's gonna do it. Let's get some applause going in this front row, right? And let's spread it around as we welcome to the stage The Charlie George!
4: Can we give it um, up one more time for Kima, please? Oh, Kima was right. You're, like, really fit. You're, like, gorgeous. Um, But, yeah, it's lovely to be here. Uh, My name's Charlie George. It's, like, one of those classic brown lady names, I think. Yeah. One of the greats. (laughs) Similar to Kima. I'm not sure what my ancestors were trying to tell me with that. But I don't think it was be yourself. (laughs) Someone actually recently described me, right, as if Alanis Morissette... Took, took her gap year I can hear that knowing laughter um, uh, took her gap year in Sri Lanka. And wait, get this. Okay. You drink it in. You enjoy it, Soho. But get this, and got dysentery. Do you know what I mean? And that cut deep, because I am a brown woman with IBS, OK? Uh, give me a cheer if we've got any IBS sufferers in. Yeah, don't cheer too vigorously. We all know what might happen. Okay. Uh, but I do have IBS. I'm actually in a WhatsApp group called Poo Chat. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just women talking about shit. I oh, It's the only WhatsApp group I don't want to leave, OK? It is incredible. Um, I do spend most of my time, actually, I've got to be honest, with the IBS, uh, and and other IBS sufferers, you'll know this. I basically spend a lot of my time feeling like, um, how can I describe it? Like one of those uh, inflatable men outside a car dealership. (laughs) You know, just sort of flapping in the wind. Full of gas and anxiety. (laughs) But yeah, I, um, I love to play this game with audiences. It's quite fun. Like, I come from, like, um, I don't know actually a lot about my ethnicity at all. Um, like, because I don't know my dad very well, uh, which I know is really surprising as a comedian. Um, <laughs> No one wants to iron up to it, basically. Um, so I don't know a lot about my ethnicity. Um, but I, and I come from a, a town. I was born in the, in the UK, in a shitty town. I was raised by my angry white Jehovah's Witness mum. But I love to play shit town top trumps. Because I, I think there's people out there. If you think you had an upbringing where you grew up somewhere that you're like, oh, this is not... You know, like, that place is notorious for having a bad rep. Like, where the town that I grew up in has been described as the arsehole of the UK. Is, is anyone here from somewhere that they would be willing to admit? Come on, you're nodding. Gloucester. Gloucester. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's on the same realm, isn't it? And you've got like, proper, like, West Country... Can we go higher or lower? Yes. Maidstone, Maidstone Kent. Okay, yeah. Kent. <laughs> higher or lower? I'll take one more. There's someone waving at the back, so happy to tell us. You're pointing, you're dobbing someone in. What is it? Shout it out. Luton! Luton! Oh. oh, there was actual like sounds like someone had hit someone in the groin for, <laughs> for Luton. I feel you. Um, well, I come from a little town in the southwest of England, not far from Gloucester, uh, in Wiltshire, called Swindon. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes, okay. You're maybe you're on a par with Luton. Uh, Swindon, probably most famous for a roundabout. Uh, and for being the teenage pregnancy capital of the UK. (laughs) In the West Country, sort of like Gloucester and Swindon, it's like the nightlife consists exclusively of drinking cider in a park. And where I grew up, we used to have these underage nights called wet nappy nights. Yeah, exactly, what? Nappy nights, presumably named so that all the local sex offenders knew exactly where to find us, okay? Wet because these parties were foam parties. Does anybody remember these? I I defy anyone who's had uh, good, clean fun at a foam party. The best thing about it though, is that foam is like puberty's camouflage, isn't it? Like, if you want to get off with someone you're ashamed to be seen with. What you need is a guy called Gary with a hose, okay? He's just gonna be firing cheap washing up liquid into your club night experience, yeah. But I'd be there, right? getting off with a ginger. (laughs) Because minorities in the countryside have got to stick together, okay? (laughs) Now, obviously, me and this little ginger boy, we'd uh, both be looking out the corner of our eye at the girl we actually wanted to be kissing. (laughs) And then this little guy, right, he turned to me, and what can I describe as sort of like a sexy foam helmet. And he'd say, Charlie, what is it like to be black? And I start panicking, right? And I'm like sweating and I'm covered in foam and I'm just thinking, oh, you know, rather than explain to him the complex nature of my racial heritage, I just thought, I just slid right off his body. (laughs) God, what a relief. Because I do find it quite hard when I'm confronted with stuff, you know, not to just lie. I mean, I just spend a lot of time. I was definitely one of those liars in school. You know where you're like, I'm not talking about, like, premeditated stuff on your CV. I'm <laughs> not talking about those lies. Like, you know, like, where you omit stuff and then it becomes a lie? Like, people often think I'm a different race because I just haven't said. <laughs> Well, basically, in Swindon, like, I've always felt like a terrible Asian, right? Like, I don't really fit in. Like, I recently did a gig um, on the black and Asian circuit in Birmingham, and it did not go well. It was like they could smell the whiteness on me and the awkwardness, okay? I spent most of my time in Birmingham crying whilst eating curry. Like, you haven't lived (laughs) until... It was the best curry I've ever tasted. Until you've been rejected by your own kind, okay? Um, But I told this lie once in Swindon to fit in with an Asian family. Um... Because they were like proper Asians, you know? They were like culturally there, and they had the languages and stuff, and I felt like, you know, I was raised by an angry white Jehovah's Witness woman. I was there in my Georgian Azda stuff, and I really wanted to fit in, and I panicked. And they asked me if I could Bollywood dance, and I said, yes. <laughs> of course I can Bollywood dance. I mean, I never thought they'd like, you know, ask me to dance with them and their entire family at the Swindon Town Hall Mela. Festival. Mela, Mila, I don't know. I'm not a proper Asian. Um, but I did that, and all I knew right at that time in my life was Stop Right Now by the Spice Girls. Does anybody here know it? Yes? Okay, come here, come here, come here. Who else said they knew Spice Girls Stop Right Now? You know it. Yes, get up here. We're going to do it really quickly.
1: You've been lovely. I've been Charlie George. I'll see you later. Okay, gang, I'm going to give this show on the road. I know everyone's very excited about Dry Ho right now and cultural appropriation as a topic of conversation. Um, but I have more comedy for you, and it's coming at you hot. It's coming at you fast. It's coming at you from someone who is a brilliant, who is creative, who is called Ola Labib. Are you ready for her? And keep your applause going, whoop, cheer, make weird sounds for the Phenomenal oh, A La
0: Hello. Are you all enjoying yourselves? Oh, this is so lovely. This is so lovely. Honestly, seeing this many people of colour in one room. Yes. Um, is it obvious I'm not from around here? Is it obvious? Is it? I'm not, Um, I'm from Portsmouth. (laughs) Did someone cheer? Yeah, I didn't think so. Are you not? Yeah. I I knew you weren't, just looking at you because you've got all your teeth. Um... (laughs) But I grew up in Portsmouth and you know what? I was the only black African girl in my school. But according to the other students, I was apparently the only Pakistani they'd ever met. swear down. These were the same kids that when they met me for the first time, they were like, whoa, your English is wow well good. I was like, oh, thanks. Uh, where did you immigrate from? Because your English is shit. You know, I used that opening set when I recorded for Comedy Central. I know. I know. Oh. Stop it. Oh. <laughs> But you know what? That got 4 million views on Comedy Central. Yeah, I was proper gassed. But then when I looked at the video after it, it was a guy picking and ingrowing hair from his asshole, and he got 10 million views. So um, <laughs> that humbled me really quickly. But I got so many positive views. I got so many positive feedbacks. But then the Karens and the Gammons started piping up. And they were like, oh, I took one look at her and I knew she was going to talk about the races. Oh, all they talk about is the races, the races. It's always about the races. And I was like, they couldn't have been talking about my video because I haven't mentioned the Grand Prix even once. (laughs) But you know what? Why shouldn't I talk about race? Like, that's my experience. And until things change, I won't stop talking about it. Never. I won't. No. I won't. But you know what's really ironic? I never heard people talking about race um, when I started comedy. But the first time I heard anyone mention race was actually a white guy. So I used to gig in Birmingham, and um, I got signed while I was gigging in Birmingham. And there's a comedian out there that tweeted something. And I think this is the right platform to share it with you. Are you ready for this? Yes. <clears throat> Surya Bonley was an Olympic figure skater in 1994 that did a performance that definitely deserved a gold medal. But unfortunately for her, as a black woman, she came second because of racial discrimination. Due to her being a black person, she just couldn't come first. As a white middle-class man from Birmingham, I'm discriminated against in comedy. (laughs) So I know exactly how Surya Bonley felt like. Because I don't tick any diversity boxes, I will never have the privilege of reaching the top in comedy. Now, I can't speak for everyone that watched this guy, but I'm pretty sure it's got nothing to do with his race. I'm pretty sure people are so sick of him talking about how small his dick was on stage. <laughs> but I guess until things change, he'll never stop talking about it. <laughs> I can't believe I talked about assholes and penises. That's why I don't bring my mum to any of these gigs. Um, but mum doesn't get out much because um, she says that she suffers from a condition uh, which, unfortunately, it means that she can't communicate with anyone outside of her community. Uh, so in layman terms she just doesn't speak a fucking word of English Um, she doesn't bless her but I love my mum but we've been in a lot of disagreement because I've recently well it wasn't recently four years ago I told her that I was marrying my boyfriend of four years with or without her permission so she doesn't like my um, now husband very much because he's a rapper (laughs) true story (laughs) but I should start referring to him as he likes to be referred to as a musical artist. (laughs) Or how my mum refers to him as unemployed. (laughs) But it was really tough because, you know, like, when I grew up in Portsmouth, I lived there my whole life, it was really difficult, like, finding someone because people didn't tend to approach me for obvious reason. So um, I didn't really know how to meet anybody. But before I go, I'm going to tell you a story that's hand to heart. It happened a few weeks ago. So um, I work for the NHS. You're all welcome. <laughs> so yeah, I work for the NHS. I had a long hour shift, had such a long shift. So I went for a well-deserved Costa coffee. And I was waiting in the queue. And as I was waiting for my muffin and my latte, because I'm bougie like that, I felt someone look at me, And when I turned around, there was an English guy staring at me, and he gave me a proper classic British smile. (laughs) So I wanted to show him I wasn't from Portsmouth, so I gave him a very toothy smile. (laughs) So anyways, I sat down, and this guy came over to me, and he goes, Ooh, I like your muffin. I wanted to buy one, but I'm a celiac. (laughs) All right, cool story, bro. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I just wanted to come over to tell you you've got a beautiful smile. And I wanted to know, where are you from from? I know. I couldn't be asked. And I was like, oh, I'm from Sudan. (laughs) And he was like, I was like, you know, East Africa, I went, how are you? Well, I assumed you came from Muslim. (laughs) No, genuinely, I don't know what disgusted me more. (laughs) The fact that he thought Muslim was a country, or the fact that this guy had dry, crusting hot chocolate around his lips... And you know when something's so disgusting, you just can't help looking at it constantly? Like, I've been getting into, like, pimple popping on TikTok. Oh, do you know, oh, it's so fucking gross, but you just can't help it. You have to keep watching it. Or if you want to get really disgusted, earwax extractions. Oh, I love it. Or if you want to go really fucking dirty, look at pictures of your (laughs) ex-boyfriend. But I was staring at his mouth while he was talking, because I can just see the crusting hot chocolate. But then eventually, I looked up to his eyes, and hand to heart, this guy went, (laughs) (laughs) So I started licking my lips. He said, we look like lizards on mess, like... And then he goes, Shall we take this conversation somewhere else? And I was like, why would I do that? I haven't... I haven't even eaten my muffin yet. <laughs> and he goes, Don't worry, I'll eat your muffin. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I could have sworn you said you were a celiac. <laughs> I've been on a bib, thank you so much, thank you.
1: I'm gonna bring someone onto the stage who is actually my best friend, um, and who I can love so much. And if you guys don't know her, you're gonna love her. And if you do know her, then you're gonna be very excited to see her in like five seconds. So please clap your hands and make weird sounds and like I don't know, maybe do some of that. Why not? We can't hear it, but it is fun. Uh,
3: so
1: go absolutely crazy, go wild, and start clapping for the incredible Sophie duke
3: How are we doing? Good. That good. Hi, everyone. If you don't know me, my name is Sophie. I am an openly black comedian. <laughs> openly black. Openly black. Openly of color. Closeted them. <laughs> my hair's long, but I wear it up. I am also, I just found out, shorter than most people on the internet originally thought. (laughs) This is weird. I mean, I've done Friends of Colour, I've done Fuck It Up before, but I did it in the before times when we were spaced out, when we were sanitised. This is weird doing comedy this side of the global (laughs) panicotta. Looking out and seeing a sea of maskless faces your naked chins are winking up at me. <laughs> Our attitude to coronavirus has changed so dramatically in a matter of months. COVID's become like Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> it's around. <sighs> but nobody cares. <laughs> I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable, though it is a hot room. I know it might feel like it, but we haven't yet eradicated Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> he just happens elsewhere. <laughs> some, of the, some of the more spiritual of you, I have to be careful with this gig, some of the more spiritual of you will already have picked up on a very important fact, the fact that I am an Aquarius. <laughs> born in the year of the horse (laughs) an aquarius born in the year of the horse what could that mean nothing it's bullshit (laughs) that feels mean make some noise if you believe a little bit in magic if you believe in some crystal stuff some spirituality stuff make some noise three two one no Magic isn't real, Soho. Magic isn't real, horoscopes are fake, gender is a construct. We have to stop swallowing this shit. (laughs) The reason I speak to you, the reason I come to Femmes of Color Comedy Club to say this is because with the horoscopes, we know who they're trying to get. We know who they're trying to get. They're always trying to get the (laughs) Gwarls. And by the girls, I mean the girls, the gays, and the non-binary theys. Why is it never Libra season in the sports section? (laughs) They don't call them horror blokes, do they? Horoscopes are fake, magic isn't real, and do you know how I know this? I know this because I am a classic Aquarius. textbook Aquarius. Look at me, I'm an Aquarius. I am innovative. I am eccentric. It is an air sign and I love air. (laughs) But I am also, surprise, surprise, a classic horse. (laughs) Look at me, you think horse. Listen to me on the podcast, you think horse. I'm 100% that horse. I... (laughs) I'm such a horse, I'm a free spirit, I've got great shoes, I love being ridden, <laughs> but it's <all> so <laughs> vague, and you know how I know this, because in March 2020, I stopped reading horoscopes, in March 2020, I looked at the small print, I looked up the day I was born, at the start of the Chinese New Year, in the year I was born, and I was born on the 25th of January, 1990, does anyone here know what day the Chinese New Year started in 1990? Of course you don't, you're not Wikipedia. The Chinese zodiac of that year began on the 27th of January, 1990. Thank you for wooing a date. <laughs> if the Chinese New Year started on the 27th of January and I was born on the 25th of January, we all know what that means. It means I'm not a fucking horse, am I? <laughs> I'm not a horse, not a horse, famed for their elegance, their speed, their kinky mouth gear. I'm not a horse, I'm not Black Beauty, I'm not Red Rum, I'm not Seabiscuit, I'm not Bojack, I'm not Sugar. If you know the name of another famous horse, tell me after the show. I'm something much worse. Does anybody know what I am? Anyone know what I am? I am a snake. A snake, a snake, a snake, not a horse, a snake, famed for what? Having no limbs. <laughs> no eyelids, no ears, one functional lung, fun facts. A snake. They hatch from eggs like chickens gone wrong. They writhe around in pits like cursed spaghetti. I'm a snake. <laughs> Some of you are thinking like, oh no, like you know, there's worse things like that, so at least you're not a rut. <laughs> At least you're not a rat. Are you a rat on the front row? I'm fine with rats. Snakes think about what they're famous for, being freaky, (laughs) killing Australians, (laughs) and being the biggest cunts in the Old Testament. I (laughs) respect rats. Snakes have no value. I've seen the film, (laughs) snakes have no value, but rats can cook. I'm not going to talk about being black, not that much, not in this set, not in the future. I used to talk a lot about being black because I didn't think that people had noticed, but I decided this year I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to yak, yak, yak on about being black, I'm not going to be black high-key. I'm not going to be a high-key black like MLK or Stormzy. I'm going to be black low-key, like Obama, or Ed Sheeran. And I'm other things too, of course. I'm not just black, I'm not just black like a horse in an advert, I'm also part of the LGBTQ plus spectrum and the LGBTQ plus spectrum, thank you. I am both B and Q, which makes shopping for home and garden equipment, (laughs) very exciting. I'm B, which stands for bisexual, B, which stands for bisexual and Q, which means that I am legally required to help James Bond in any special (laughs) mission. Q stands for many things. It stands for queer. It stands for quiche. Although that's not strictly relevant. And it also stands for questioning. And I am so, so questioning. Not because I'm questioning myself or my gender presentation or who I'm attracted to, but because every few weeks, I just sort of stop in the road and ask myself, men. Why? But for balance, for balance, I do as a bisexual ask myself, women, really? (laughs) It's no good options, there are no good options. As the proverb goes, women be great. We are so great. If they, I don't care who you are, if you're cis, trans, if you can stand there and confidently say that you are one gender or the other, you are settling. Every time someone says that they are a man, (laughs) or a woman, I want to mull down the role of their gender's crimes and be like, do you endorse this shit? <laughs> David Gandhi, is that your king? <laughs> the well man? Men and women. I like men and women to an extent. I am a woman. Uh, the cis woman, I don't suppose, uh, cis woman. My pronouns are she, her, and that bitch. <laughs> but I think there are some good things that men and women, though, have brought us. One of those things is head sex. Oh, don't love. As we spin on this dying rot through the universe, I think we have to cling to life's joys where we find them. And as a queer woman, let me say there are few things purer than head sex. Sweet symbol, heterosexual sex. Head sex is my weak point. Head sex is my kryptonite. I am quite literally a sucker. <laughs> heterosexual sex. Het sex is beautiful, the simplicity of it, the purity of it. You have to hunt down queer sex. You have to stalk it through the supermarket, chase it through the frozen foods. I'll follow the dot, Martin Prince, come to gigs like this. Het sex is always around. Why try new flavors when vanilla is always in stock? The simplicity of it, the purity. Het sex, you don't have to follow anything. You just have to follow the steps. And we all know the steps. Het sex is like a dance, not a complicated dance. You won't see it on Strictly. Het sex is not a Viennese waltz. If het sex is a dance, it's more like the hokey-cokey. In, out, in, out, shake it all about. You squeeze a little titty and you turn around. That's what it's all about, head sex! Oh my God, before I go, I don't know if there are any straight people in tonight and I straight people, I'm glad you're here. I don't know if you know what normal people say about you. They say that you are dying out like pandas because you're unadventurous. But I don't think you're unadventurous, I think you are specialists. You picked a kink and you stuck to it. And the roles you play, what you're doing now isn't even role play; it's theatre. The parts are intense. The parts are man and the parts are woman. If you are playing the parts of man or woman, it is hard. If you're playing man, you have to go full Mad Max. You have to be a snarling predator, a wolf, a beast. And if you are playing the part of woman, the part is even harder because if you are playing woman, you just have to be a cup. I'd have dirty talk with my boyfriend. He'd be like... Oh, baby, you're so sexy. I just want to fill you up. And I'd be like, Yeah, baby, fill me up. I'm a cup. <laughs> you got me at Ikea. I'm so hard and rigid. I'm a cup. I slipped and hurt myself on the counter. Now I've got a crap, but I'm not going to leak. I'll never leak unless you tell me to. I'm a cup. <laughs> and then I hear him steaming up like you're boiling a your cancel. And I double down. I'm like, I'm a cup. I'm not a mug or a tumbler. I'm a my tea strong and ideally from Yorkshire. I'm a cup. I'm like two girls, one cup, but just that cup. Thank you so much. I'm in Sophie Duca.
1: You're ridiculous. Give it up for Sophie Duca! Ah, uh, human
2: Is me, Kima
1: B, letting you know that if you like listening to us fuck it up in your house, if you like listening to us fuck it up in your car or on your train, you will absolutely love being in the room where it happens. We usually record our episodes in London in front of a live audience. And let me tell you, it's one of the most beautiful audiences I've ever seen. And I would love for you to join us. For more info, check out Fuck It Up Comedy on Insta or Twitter or go to fuckitupcomedy.com. Um, It is my honor to welcome back to the stage the incredible acts you've seen tonight. Please welcome back, Ola Labib! Please welcome back, Sophie Duca, Please welcome back, Charlie George! Welcome! Welcome! Sit sit in a chair! Okay, so, you might be thinking, there's a little ice. There's a little ice on that stage. It would be great to break that ice. Oh. Yeah, so we're going to play a stupid fucking game just to get everyone chatting and vibing. Is that okay? Do I have your consent?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Thank you. I emailed you about it, so... <laughs> okay, so we're going to play a classic from, I don't know, secondary school, I guess? did you Would you play a, a Would You Rather in secondary school? Yeah, we
3: would call it high school, but yeah, we, we understand what you're saying.
1: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yes, and primary. How old are you when you leave primary school? Enough. <laughs> uh, comedian Sophie Duker cancelled.
3: <laughs> How old are you when you leave Eleven, I think. Yeah, I think 11,
1: Eleven. Anyway. Yeah. We're not here to talk about the educational industrial complex. Hashtag abolish schools. Hashtag everyone learn through doing. Um, (laughs) I'm educated by vibes.
4: I did go to to circus school, which is why I do that freaky dance stuff. So instead of going to sixth form or college, I went to circus school, which I know... I think the first rule of circus school is you're not supposed to talk about you don't circus Don't talk school about either. it. Or, or maybe that's mime. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Wow.
1: Oh, my but, God. Don't, it wasn't
4: one of the posh ones, okay, in Canada or France. It was one for the shithead wayward teens in Bristol. I went to circus school in Bristol. So okay, that's why I'm like that.
1: I love, I love a thrift shop in Bristol. That's all I know about it, is if you want a crop top, take your ass to Bristol. I'm Ketamine. Oh, crop tops and ketamine. C and K, darling. Okay. Guys, this is very serious, and I want you to prepare yourselves because this is kind of hardcore, and I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, but would you rather be made of um, just, like, random meats <laughs> or random cheese. This is what your entire person is made of. And you're walking around every day, you're either meat or your cheese. The meat is, is between raw and cooked. It's just random meat. So it could be I, a selection of different meat? It's different meats. you either one half of the charcuterie or the other half.
0: I'd, <laughs> I'd go for different meats, definitely. So the meat...
1: <laughs> as, as Steph, it's as a selection. Oh my God, you just sound just like you ordering mate. it. It's just meat. An audience member has intelligently asked, is it smoked? Is it cured? Is it cooked? And I've responded, it's meat.
3: <laughs> I immediately... Meat or cheese? I immediately know it's meat. Your no, meat? Yeah, no one wants to lick cheese. Oh, I want to lick cheese. <laughs> okay, Are people out friend? here just licking meat? Yeah, people want to lick meat. You see, like, okay, some... Second news, Sophie Duker, (laughs) meat (laughs) licker.
1: Certified meat licker who thinks that children that graduate
0: from secondary school are old enough. Um, Hola, meat or cheese? Oh, meat, 100%. Skin chicken actually looks really good, like it's a really good texture. Mm. I don't know where I'm going with this, let's just stick with meat. It's great, she's
1: got meat and also chosen her meat. Excellent, Charlie. I think I would go cheese. Mm. What? Okay, a lot of the audience is feeling the cheese vibe respect. All right, the baby you know, bells in the front row. Mm.
0: Well, that might be a good thing for some people. And... Yeah, just nibble a little. And
4: I am a bit, like, like I'm, I'm a bit soft and melty. And yeah. there's also hard cheeses, so you could have a combination of yes. textures. A Bit of you tough and hard and, and stinky, so people stayed away. And then a bit yes. of you, like,
1: soft and melty. Thank you so much. This was so <laughs> stupid and... <laughs> You've really all been absolutely it. phenomenal. Um, I have some questions. This is so serious. This is a very uh, important moment. Yeah, oh my god, I feel like Wendy Williams. I love her. How you do? By the way, we have to free Wendy. Have you guys seen? She's under like a conservatorship. like how Britney was. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's fucked up. It? They took her show from her and stuff. And they have her. Under, Wait, like, who is this? Wendy Williams.
3: Oh
1: oh, it just scares me so much Uh, because I'm a little bit crazy and a little bit successful and I'm afraid (laughs) that one day someone's going to be like, should she be able to buy all of those porcupines? And I'm like, it's my money. (laughs) Just a rational fear about a rational goal. Um... Ola, you're like a pharmacist person.
0: I am indeed. What
1: is it like to give the British
0: public drugs? <laughs> Legally. I'd like to give them different types of drugs. Unfortunately, I'm very restricted to what I can. But I'm. <laughs> if anybody wants any hookups, honestly, like I'm planning to like drop out of that in a year. So C- could you um, get me? <laughs> I'll take advantage while I still got the time.
4: <laughs> oh my god! Could you get me some Ritalin? <laughs>
0: We'll talk after. Oh, here you go. Wait, I've got something in my pocket. I
1: That's have allergies. It's hard for me to focus. Sometimes it's hard for me to
0: get my dick up. <laughs> a oh, you can fitness. get that from anywhere. You can. You don't. You, you don't need it. You can go to any. You can go to any pharmacy and get that. Just don't tell them that you've had it within three months, and they'll give it to you.
1: This is very. Exa- I love this country. Have you like learned uh, anything about the British public by like having to deal with them in that way? No offense, how much people, BV is there? HPV. How much BV is there? Yeah.
3: Bacterial vaginosis.
1: Oh, what? that just proves how sweet and innocent oh,
0: I am. I had no idea. What you I just wanted, I just wonder if I'm alone. If uh, you walk <laughs> up and down this room and just really take a deep breath in, you'll know. Ooh, thank you. Thank thank you'll you know. So much. Hey, Hi. I'm like made of cheese. She's <laughs> yeah, made of cheese.
1: Um, uh, Charles, you did, uh, like, a lot of times when comedians, I like to call you Charles sometimes. It feels homely, and I I don't know anyone else named Charlie, because most of them are white men, and I just try to stay away. Um, But you did some comedy at, like, a TED event, And like, sometimes when we do serious comedy, people are like, chill out love, this isn't a TED talk. That's, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. This, so that was all pretty
4: good. Uh, how, how about Wait until you're actually the entertainment between TED Talks. So, you know, like when you start to do this as a job, you get booked for mad stuff. But they were like, oh, yeah, do you want to come? We're doing a series of TED Talks. There's a musician in between. And then you can do some comedy in between. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, it's a big theatre. Yeah. It'll get filmed. It'll it's be a, fun. It's a decent theatre. It'll be fun. And I rock up and they're doing like the talks are so heavy. The musician is this, like, sweet little indie guy. He's, like, um, he's about as black as Ed Sheeran. And <laughs> and Ed Sheeran is black. Very black. on his and name. he's there on this little sort of, like, cork Monopoly. And so he's the other entertainment. And then I've got to come on later after a massive talk about trafficking. Human trafficking. Oh, no. Which we all know is a great warm-up for the lols. Yeah.
1: Always gets me giggling, thinking about horrible shit.
4: And I have this joke in my set about, you know, pretending to be trafficked when I was younger because my mum is white.
1: we <laughs> are <laughs> just like, I don't know her! Yeah,
4: I'll be like, you know, I just wind the window down in the public car park and just go, help me! <laughs> <laughs> and I like, just keep disowning my mum in these variety of ways. But that lands very differently after Ooh. a very heavy talk about human trafficking. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, so it was an experience. You know when you get a mad... What's
0: the maddest thing? Like, you must have do had you know gigs what? Where you, you've done, you, like... You've literally triggered my PTSD. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started doing comedy, like, I would take any gig that they would offer me. And Manchester University, during Ramadan, invited me to do a comedy set. So I was like, is this an Islamic event? As you can all tell, my material's probably not the most <sharp inhale> halal. And... Um, <laughs> So I was like, is this, is this an Islamic event? And they were like, no, no, we want a comedian, blah, 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 blah. So um, on the lineup, I didn't even check the lineup, my bad. The musician dropped out and the dancer dropped out. And I was like, why did they drop out? So I was like, is this an Islamic event? I kept asking them. Anyways, I rocked up to this event and they gave me the itinerary. And it was like, religious speaker one, how to Ooh. enter is, yeah, your, the easiest entrance to Jannah, paradise speaker two how to not recommit sins after Ramadan <laughs> speaker three Ola Labib, and I thought oh my oh. god so I went up to the organiser and I was do like my butthole material yeah <laughs> you know what I mean So, anyways, I walk into it's a massive hall, and I swear to God, oh my god, I'm actually perspirating remembering this. There was a black curtain in the middle of the room and it was segregated. Oh my gosh. And there was a stage in the front, and I thought, holy fuck. In my head, not out loud. I was and I was like, oh my god. So I went on stage and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the most PG jokes that I have. So I do this joke about my mum, nobody laughed. I did another joke, nobody, and I thought, what do people have in common? And I was like, well, apparently only 10% of the British population haven't seen Game of Thrones. Right. So I was like, all right, let's talk about Game of Thrones. Like, so who's seen Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> Silence. And I was like, no one in here seen Game of Thrones? Silence. At this point, I got really fucking pissed off. I was like, well, according to British statistics, only 10%... <laughs> of Brits haven't seen Game of Thrones, and are you telling me 10% of that population is in this room? Let me remind you, it's Ramadan, and you know what they say about lying during Ramadan. Oh, my gosh. Some fucking bellend in the front was like, (laughs) I'm like, bitch, why are you shaking? You're not going to go to hell for watching Game of Thrones. Cut a long story short, I was like, you know what? May God (laughs) forgive me for everything that I'm thinking right now. I put the mic down and I bounce, and I didn't gig for two months after that. Cheers! Oh. Yeah.
1: When a gig is not going well for me, I sweat generally under my tits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just wondering, is there any, uh, is this a commonality? There's no space under mine for sweat to collect,
0: to be honest,
1: right? <laughs> I just it What just, tits? What tits? <laughs> flows, it just flows from under the tits. If I'm working too hard, I'm like, oh, this is, ah, God. <laughs> Could you wrap a, wrap a towel under? Just a towel under like the Like a t- little t- towel under the... Or, or like a... sweatband?: sweatband. Sanitary towel. Have you... Sophie, I know
4: you're like astronomical levels, but have you had a gig where... Really, really no, good looking, no, no, yeah. No, I'm not... I wasn't going to ask about your tits, though. I, yeah, look up. Look up. Um, is... <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, what's happening? Um, have you ever had a... Have you ever had a gig where... Um, <laughs> have you ever had a gig where you felt sweaty between the boobs? Like something that's made
3: you go, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, so tough. Like, I'm,
4: yeah, it's tough. It's hard. There's a challenge.
3: Oh, yeah, sure. I kind of, I, I sometimes dress illogically for gigs. So I went to do a gig with uh, Rob Delaney, who is a comedian you might have seen in Catastrophe. Uh, or, Big, or dad the,
1: uh,
3: Big Dad Energy. Big Dad. That's the energy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I went and I didn't wear any underwear. To the gig, but I was also wearing like a tartan dress that had like a slit up the back. And as I was on stage, I was like, "This slit is getting wider, and (laughs) I'm I'm not wearing any underwear." Oh no! It was touching her. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh my god! But if you've got IBS, that actually sounds great because you could just let (laughs) it out, couldn't you? And then just walk into the venue.
1: Anyway, it's a a hell of a closer. Oh my god, gang. That's how it will poo out, by the way. Either, babe. Either. What do yeah. we let it? are you talking about taking a shit on stage? Okay, it's time to wrap it up. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love you guys. You're phenomenal. Like thank you for sharing your talents and your time with us tonight. Um give it up one more time for all of the big Charlie Jones and Sophie Dicker! Thank you! Thank you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was so fun um, The incredible comics you've heard All have projects you can enjoy and support So please follow them online And if you've liked listening, tell a friend And if you didn't like listening Then tell your nemesis uh, The Fuck It Up podcast is brought to you By the Fims of Color Comedy Club House of Guilty Feminists And is a part of the ACAST Creator Network And remember, if you can't love yourself Hold on, that's the wrong show Yep nope.